This is the Improve, Inspire, Impact podcast and an episode that I'm calling Giving Back. In the same vein as the episode that featured Caroline and her voluntary work, we're thanking someone who's put in a huge effort to improve his own life and prospects and also the lives of others. Carlos has endured incredible hardship and partly as a result of that, he's driven to help with a number of community initiatives. His story is one of resilience, persistence and determination to improve prospects for his family. He arrived here nearly three years ago with just a few contacts and speaking no English. Here's his story. Hello, I'm Khaled Wakka and I'm refugee, I'm Syrian refugee in Exeter, Devon. That's lovely place I, I find here and lovely community around me. I live with my family, with my wife, my two daughters uh, in, in a small flat, in a, in a good flat here uh, in St. Thomas. I'm told that you do a lot of volunteering and work for the community. So can you explain the initiatives that you're currently involved in? So when I when I came to Exeter here, I arrived to Exeter through through Home Office and through Arab, that's a community for lawyers. They helped me with my wife and my daughter to come to this uh, country. Uh, then I, I find first month is hard. I, I, do, I didn't have any English. I didn't know any friends here. I didn't meet anyone here. Then I opened a Facebook account. Then I added people to okay. understand around me. So first first uh, event I find was with uh, CB St. Thomas, Community Builder. So I find this event through Facebook, and I went to Maryvale Park in St. Thomas with my daughter, and I met with people there. So I loved this idea to continue on Facebook, make me meet, meet new people here, English people. Facebook has been a really important part. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the first uh, thing I did here. Uh, then I, I continued to another event. I said, oh, this event is, is good to meet people. I will go again. Uh, when I, I got to the place, I saw a group of people, end of the park, they just, uh, just together. I went to them and I said uh, hello to them and they said, you are welcome. And I said, I'm Khaled, I'm a refugee, I'm from Syria, I'm here. Just three few words. And they said, just come and join us. Was a free movement exercise session. So free movement exercise session, uh, lots of people joined them, the, the leaders team, the volunteers. Could you explain what free movement actually is? Yeah, so, uh, free movement, free movement. We said double O, like, like cows. Okay. Uh, <laughs> It is exercise for everyone and for all ages and lots of people join us. New faces always. There are there are volunteers. So do you actually volunteer as a leader or do you just participate? Uh, uh, so I start with them as uh, as a person like to do exercise. Then I start to do volunteer with them. Then I become leader with them. They do they did exercise uh, course for for leaders. So I joined, I went to the uh, course. Now I'm leader with uh, free movement exercise, which I didn't do any exercise before in my life because <laughs> I didn't have time. Really, I didn't have time. Just run after food, run after work to to yeah. collect some food. And when I was uh, young, I just study in the university in school, so I didn't have time to do exercise. 
and uh, they have another activity free wheeling that's free bike strips and people not they don't have uh, bikes we can borrow bikes for them right uh, to go to join us for fun three trips uh, weekly until last summer next summer we will have more i think uh, for free wheeling so another another uh, skills i'm i'm leader i did a cycling course so i have certificate again uh, with free movement and they did a course for first aid so i'm first aid so three three skills from uh, free movement to... certainly the skills that you've picked up have impacted on your own life and your fitness yes that's that's improved my life here i understand that you're also quite a good cook so i find another another group in facebook they serve free food in the street mm-hmm. so i said wow that's a lovely idea and i joined them so sometimes i cook syrian food to people and uh, they love it people walk in the street just come came to us and drink some a hot uh, drink or eat hot uh, food enjoy some some conversation with people lovely volunteers there lovely team we're not charity there we just a uh, group of people likes to help outside like they like to give from heart it's exactly from heart that is so generous yeah the donation comes from street we give people in street food and then some some people they give donation to the table uh, some people donation food some people t- people donation uh, money biscuits anything and some people they like to join us to help us because i i know i feel with people outside and especially for homeless what they feel if they don't have uh, food and sometimes i meet people they said homeless people they said for three days my uh, stomach empty so yeah. make make me feel very sad because i know what yeah. they're feeling so you you have the insight into to what people are feeling and that obviously yeah. that obviously drives you yeah i love i love to help them and they i joined another i joined another uh a group in fourth street for three months and they cut it here for ladies and the gentlemen there for homeless are uh, you trained to do that i no i it's my skills before i came here right i i was barber for people oh. for friends for so i love to help homeless yes because i know about you know. them yeah, that's, so, that's and, really and, good. Yeah, and I worked in, in West Texas nursery as a yep. volunteer. I played the drums with children. <laughs> I bet they love that. <laughs> yeah. Nice and noisy. Children love it to, to do some, some activity outside. And they, they, I, I studied a uh, safeguarding course and they have certificates. So, so I, I want to know about, about law, about children law here. And I tried another, another thing for law. I tried to... I went to police station with my yeah. friend, and I tried to be police volunteer. A police volunteer. Yeah. So wow. I went. I I met a friend and took me with her to the police station, and I met police officers there. And I love the idea to be volunteer in the police station to know more about the law, not just for children. How you respect people. What should I do if I have something, some problem in the street with someone else? But the problem with police station is should I have citizenship, British oh. citizenship? Yeah. So when I have when I have if I stay in this country for a long time and I have citizenship, I will do some uh, hours in police station. You haven't got British citizenship at the moment. So what are your long term prospects? Do you think that you'll stay 
in this country in this area of the country because you know I'm I'm thinking about Exeter and Devon not being the most culturally diverse places so for the citizenship yes I I have been if I stay for a long time here I will have citizenship but I don't know when maybe five years I stay here then war war in my country continue so I can't to to back my country to back home to go back uh, home yeah it's, it's very hard you know Syria stay war have you left your family behind apart from your wife and your daughters I left whole family there my father my mother my sisters my brothers all day they have a lot of difficult life there because of the war i can't help them and they can't come here no to, to england they can't come no, I mean, there... no way to come no. here there is a story about how you arrived in exeter i read it in the book human crossings that you've contributed to it, it's a very moving story um and very inspiring and hopeful but I'd, I'd really like to hear you tell it in your own words when we left syria with my wife first time uh we left syria to lebanon and we stay in lebanon five years we have very bad life there very difficult life there my my older daughter was born there and we have trouble with, with lots of people because we are refugees, because we are from Syria and they are Lebanese. Uh, and I, I just moved from area to another area. I moved from their place named name Pshamoun. Then I left Pshamoun after someone wanted to kill me mm. because I'm Syrian. I lived in in free, small room. Someone Syrian, he has Lebanese and Syrian citizenship. And he lived in, in uh, Abu Dhabi. So he said, "He said, oh, you live here in my in my room. When war stop, you come back again your home." Some Syrian people they jealous of me because I live free, and they want they want the house in the end. They want me to run out, and they take the house uh, to give the other other lady. Right, uh, she Lebanese. She no, she's Syrian. So right, that's, so. that's make me more more sad because she's from my country. So yeah. She speaks the same language and she same my religion. That's that's why. Yeah. So make make me very sad. Then I I remo- I moved from uh, from uh, Shamoun to uh, Tripoli, an old factory for cars, about forty days, and we back again to Beirut to Jnah. So you went from Tripoli uh, back yes, to Beirut. To Beirut, yes, to yeah. to the place named Jnah. So I I had a problem with with many different people, but the people from many different religions. So when I was in, in Shamoun, they left there. They have religion named Druze. Tripoli. I went. I I said that is same my religion exactly. They will help me. Mm-hmm. So I find another problem. They someone said. I can help you to go uh, Turkey by sea and then go to Germany to Europe, and I I believed him, I trust him. Then after he met me a few times, he said, "I want money, or I will uh, report you to the police, and they will uh, mm-hmm. let them take you because you don't have uh, my my state there broken because I lived for a long time. I didn't have money to to uh, refresh my state." 
So when I when I uh, run out from Tripoli to Jnah, I went to Shia. Tripoli was Muslim Sunnah, mm-hmm. and in Jnah there uh, people Muslim, but from Hezbollah, and in this area. So the landlady she came to me and she said, "Maybe you are ISIS," and I said, "How ISIS? I come 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 travel to here and I live with my my family and so I I want to find." Unbelievable. Uh, some food for my daughter and my wife and she because she from Hezbollah and she contact Hezbollah and they came to my house uh, to my room in her house and they came to me they said you are uh, from Derazor maybe you are ISIS you are something else you uh, you don't like uh, Assad you don't like and they said I don't I run out for from Syria I don't want to to die there no uh, then when when I don't have money, she kicked me outside. You should leave, or I I bring the the, the Hezbollah to take you. So you are out on the street. Yeah, on the street in Russia in in Beirut, we don't have uh, food. We don't have just just start to be homeless, and uh, my wife has very bad health. I took her to the hospital. Hariri Hospital in the middle of, of Beirut. She slept eight days in hospital. She lost vitamin uh, B12 deficiency and yeah. folic acid and no blood in her her body. Uh, weight is about 30, 30 kilo. Because we don't have money, they left her in the emergency rooms. One, one of the doctors came to me and he said, if your wife go out the hospital one hour, she will be dying. If she die here, the law will 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 do something with with the hospital. And just I I was crying. I I couldn't do anything. No. Nothing I can do. No money. Nothing. And my my wife start to die. When she in a hospital, someone came to bring money, collect from group of people money. Crowdfunding. Yeah, he came to he came to the reception to give money to the reception. Yeah. To pay the bill for me. And he came with his friend. Then I watching these people to come, and I saw the army catch two people. And I said, "Oh, maybe, maybe this this people they came to me because they are Syrian." So just on my own, I can't leave my wife in the hospital, and I can't go find them in the rest, and I can't uh, do anything. Mm-hmm. So I I just was crying, and after few hours, one of them contact me, and he said. I'm outside the uh, rest now, but I can't go, come to the hospital. Come to me uh, somewhere else, mm-hmm. and I went there and I collect some money and I give pay pay some of the bills. Then from from people from through Facebook, people came to my uh, to the hospital and they give me money. They give they pay pay the bills for me. After eight days in hospital, they went with my wife to find somewhere. And we went to Shatila camp, Palestine camp, in Beirut, but only Palestine and Syrian refugees there. No government, no police, nothing there. Were you safe there? Not safe, but we we should try a new new thing. We knocked all doors, church, mm-hmm. mosque, companies, UNHCR, IOM, immigration. No one helped us. So when we went to ask about. A small charity there named, uh, named Basma at Zaytuna. Charity to, to help refugees. So my wife went to upstairs 
she sit in the in the chair and she she start crying. My wife start crying, mm-hmm. and she the lady said, "I'm here to hurt you." After all, all doors closed. Then she I I would think her uh, downstairs because people if they see me with her they said you are strong. Yeah, you, you don't need help. Yeah, but she yeah she obviously yeah. was very vulnerable at this time. Yeah. She spoke to my wife and she find the house and she rent house for us and someone working this charity. One lady working with you and as a volunteer, and she said, "Come to to let you meet her, the lady. Mm-hmm. Her name was her name Kadria Hassan. He's she's uh, from Dara. She's from Syria and she mm-hmm. works as, as a volunteer with you and uh, and I met this lady, and she has small restaurant with her uh, husband. And she said, "Come work with my husband." That's and, where you learn uh, to cook. Yeah, and she she always send food with me or with people there. To my my uh, wife is she's she lived in she in the house. That was kind. And, yeah, she very kind, and she report she talk our story, and she ask UNHCR and other companies to help us and this lady we met in, in the office took our story and she shared with big charity IRB, that's international uh, international lawyers from many different uh, countries to help refugees so our life is a little bit improved and after after the after I worked in in, in the restaurant I same lady find uh, find job for me with uh, CYC Youth and Children Center in in same camp, uh, helping refugee and they was partner with uh, UNICEF when I worked with them. Uh, that's why where I met I met my English grandma there, and uh, I start to learn how how to be social worker. Okay. And I I work one year as a social worker with this center. Uh, help children to improve learning to keep learning to keep yeah. because you know no no schools not nothing for refugees. Then IROP took our file and they shared with UNSCR and uh, then UNSCR contact us and they said come to you have you have interview for travel outside Lebanon and I, I was I was very happy. I bet you are. <laughs> yeah, and they I we went to the first interview and uh, second interview, then they said you have uh, one place to travel if you like to travel to. Yeah. And I said, where? And they said, to uh, England. And I said, yeah, of course, I, I, I want to travel outside. Yeah. Why wouldn't uh, you? Anyway, I said, anyway, outside this life. Yeah. To improve our, li- our life from the beginning. Then we, we start to do our papers and our visa through UNSCR, United Nations Immigration and IOM Immigration. Then we travel to here. Wow. We have visa, and we travel to here by airplane from airport, uh, Beirut airport to Frankfurt to Bristol to Exeter. How did you that, feel when that plane landed in England? Uh, I just I feel a dream. After one month, I hear, I said, my wife, if that's a dream, I hope we not wake up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously you you got here with no English. And well, it no, must have been daunting. Before I came, I met with people, with some people, English people there. Some of them speak Arabic. They came to Lebanon to uh, learn uh, Arabic. They speak to, spoke to me in, in, in my language. Oh, good. Yeah. So it's not hard. 
That's fair. First, people met us in 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 uh, Exeter after we we met them in Lebanon. Okay. And the English grandma, we we met one lady there, and my boss, she was translation between me and her. Uh, she's from from Bath. She right. she visit the camp always to help to help refugees. So you call her. You call her your English grandma. Yeah, because we don't have a grandma here, and we don't have anyone here. When we tra- arrived here, we contact her by by message and by help from people. We said we are an exeter, and we gave her our our postcode, and she gave uh, her detail to me when when uh, when I was in Lebanon. Yeah. She said when you uh, get exeter, contact me. Then when my my wife's pregnant here, we called her to come to to the first scan. She went with us the first scan, mm-hmm. and she the nurse in, in exeter hospital. She she said. That's a little baby, little girl. And I, oh. I just watched her eyes. She very happy. And I said, should the baby has uh, your name? Oh. And she, she just a bit cry. And I said, I said, you are English grandma because we don't have family there. And when we, my wife uh, gave birth in a hospital, we invite her to come to yeah. see the baby first arrived. <laughs> And when the baby came, cry, and she started crying. She's, I said, that's Mela Prudence coming. Mela mean uh, in Arabic, mean miracle, Prudence, yeah. wisdom, her name. So I just uh, double name, Mela Prudence. That's lovely. Uh, and I said, that's, that's uh, Prudence. Pru. That is very, very apt, isn't it? That and just she, sums everything up. Yeah, she doesn't have any children. She doesn't marry. She just live in her own. And I invite her, I said, now you are English grandma, now you are real grandma. <laughs> yeah. So we we invite you to live with us in the same house. Mm-hmm. And we can look after you, we can uh, care you. We don't have any problem. But she, la- she likes to stay in her uh, family house. So yeah. she said, my father's house, I have mama here, I can't leave. No, I can't leave this, this place. That's a very generous offer from you. Yeah, but I said, I said, when you need us, just contact. We will be with you very, very shortly. That's yeah, amazing. And I said, if you don't live with us, if you don't like to live with us, you can, we can rent house near us to to uh, keep looking after you. And we love her, really. We love. Her. When we arrived from Bristol Airport to the to the house uh, by refugee support Devon, I just said. Give give the key to my house to my uh, wife to open the door, because I want to my 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 wife feel feel better after this hard life. And she mm-hmm. opened the door, and from nothing was everything in the house. Yeah. So nice a few kitchen full from everything, bedroom. We have we have uh, bed here. We didn't have bed there. My my. <laughs> My uh, uh, daughter, she has a special room for her. We, when we was in Lebanon, no, no room, just all no. together in the same small room. That must have been very emotional for you to arrive into that. Yeah, and we have lovely view. We see the swans from window. We see people walk. Uh, we're lucky with the landlord and lady, the amazing people here. Uh, yeah. And start activity. I told you about free movement and mm-hmm. free food and Wistex Nursery, uh, Dove Cafe. I work in Dove Cafe and I'm working in the uh, Exeter Mosque open day. 
Uh, I was reception for an Exeter community center for three months. You have fully integrated into this community, which must have been incredibly difficult coming from a different country with no no English. When I came here, start with Exeter College six hours every uh, week is not enough to learn good language. If people want to learn more about you, what you've been through and what um, the things you're involved in now, how can they get hold of you on, on social media? Because obviously you do have quite a social media presence with the yeah. skills that you're learning. To, yeah, to, for, for uh, people who want to know, when, when I start open, when I opened account here and I find lots of events and I went to events, uh, when I added people in my account, some ladies messaged me and they said, uh, I have boyfriend. Some people, some ladies said, I, I have children. Uh, they thought I, I want a relationship with them. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's make me make me very shy sometimes myself. And <laughs> when I said, when she said, I have boyfriend, I'm married. I, I'm not looking for that. No, I'm looking for, to see to see what happened about me, uh, around me here to get... Uh, in into the communities, and they said, "Oh, that's shame. If I if I keep added people, they will report me to police." So stop, stop added people, okay. and I I opened a blog page. I don't want to added people and no. to be in trouble with people. Please, you follow me. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> follow so my follow my page. I will um link to that in the uh, podcast title, and I'll also link to the book Human Crossings. How do people get hold of that? So my, my Home and Crossings book uh, about refugees, nine stories about refugees. The book not about not not about money, not for, for sale, not business. No. To give message and to show people about refugees and my my, my experience. I give yeah. people my experience, my, my life. Uh, so I don't sell my, my story. But no. the money we got from this book, fifty percent go to help refugees in the camps where I where I lived. Right. Or another camps, so and the, also I don't believe charities who is help refugees. I uh, give the idea to give refugees by hand. Okay, so it's not yes. yeah. So it goes directly to the the camp rather than yeah the camp. The, rather else. to give yeah to give refugees and want to give refugee uh, charities is hard. Yeah. So they take some for for uh, staff, some for something, some for travel. But we we will find someone go to directly to the refugees and give them money yeah. to them. That's what people did with with me when I when I was in the camp. By that's hand. that's based on your experience, isn't it? With, yeah. with the money yeah, situation. Because, yeah, because when I was in Lebanon, no one helped me from the charities. I know they help refugees, so I don't I don't believe them. No, that's fine. I, 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 I said, understand that. Yeah. I do think that people will give to charity and they don't often realise where that money's going. So I think you're very, very wise to to do it the way you're doing and, and to also highlight that that actually goes on, that the yes. money may not be going where you think it is. You give to charity and charity kicks someone and this charity said, we can't help you because you are something, yeah. we can't help you. So I prefer give by hands. Exactly. So that, yeah, I totally, totally get you. So Hamano Crossings, you can find in Amazon, nine yeah. stories about refugees and there are my name and my story, first story and another stories uh, continue. So hold the book, give message to people. Don't hit refugees because they're not their choice to come to your country, to work in your country. So that's for, for the message for people around the world. 
for refugees i know lots of of refugees they have mental mental health bad and they're thinking about uh, family there about uh, life there and about parents about uh, sisters and brothers if you can help people in your country there try to help them pray for them to uh, find charities help them to find uh, people can help them but if you stay at home all time you will have lots of problem with health mental health and everything so mm. So just go outside, meet new people, refresh your, your life, go do volunteer. The yeah. volunteer time will give you skills. Uh, volunteer time give you, uh, you meet new, new people, meet new friends, make new friends. When you need help, the, f- the friends you make, you made, they, they will come to you and help yeah. you. Uh, I mean, you've definitely made your mark in Exeter. I'm yeah, so absolutely sure of that. I mean, you know, I was I was obviously pointed in your direction by somebody who admires what you've done. Um, so, well, thank you for doing it because, you know, it's opened my eyes up to up to refugees and and the, the situation that you've been in. It's something that I knew nothing about. Um, but seeing what you've done, you know, obviously following you on on Facebook um, and seeing how you 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 do things like you, you know you're Muslim. But yeah, it's not about uh, what your what religion you have or what God you 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 believe. It's not about that. That's your life. Many many different places here in, in Exeter, uh, I made friends, Jewish Jewish community. Uh, we had a Muslim and uh, Jewish friendship meeting. I had different idea about Jewish people when I went uh, to the meeting. I loved the meeting. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that's Jewish. Jewish is not all Jewish. Israel. We don't like Israel because killed Palestine children, Palestine people. Mm-hmm. But is is religion? They have religion. The English, and another another uh, is not Israelian. Not a whole community, whole Jewish Israelian. So I start love them, and I I met lots of friends from Jewish uh, community here, uh, from Sikh uh, community, from many different Christian, why not? Yeah. And I give idea how we can do, we can bring people to celebration together, not about yeah. religion. Uh, we did St. Thomas, international celebration, St. Thomas together. So that celebration is not about religion. Don't look to my skin. Don't look to my religion. Don't ask about my God. Just give me a hug and come celebration with me. Sheer oh. culture, sheer diversity, everything. So this uh, second year, we I did with 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 whole community, not just me. Lovely people, lovely group of people organized with me, and we did we did uh, last month. We we did uh, lunch time. I said this will be extra to bring people for to share lunch. So people bring food, people bring drink, people bring art, people come dancing, people do lots of things. We thought maybe maximum 50 people will come to this lunchtime. Yeah. When we start, 150 people came. <laughs> Brilliant. So was was surprised the number for us. Yeah. So this celebration continue every year. Everything free, nothing to be just come, bring your your children, bring your parents, your uh, people you love, to join us for a fun time. Uh, we ask people to bring food. We ask people if you can play music, come 
show us your your country's music. Uh, I did Syrian workshop Dabka, and I always do Syrian food. Mm-hmm. Everything free. Amazing. So, this should be rolled out across the country. We don't we don't want to keep this secret to Exeter. This needs to to be global. It or, is not national. Really, really, it's not not secret. It's international celebration. Yeah. So we ask people international. We said the celebration in Saint Thomas. But this name, International Celebration, no just... But what we need is people to organise this in different towns across the country, across this country. It's Yeah. You're doing it, you know, a fantastic job in St Thomas, but we need somebody to be doing it in Newcastle and Birmingham and everywhere. That's a good idea to do in many, many different places in, in that's, England. That's giving you something to think about Because <laughs> really, really, in this time we need, and the future we need more in the future. To do more peace between people because you know you know the weather here about politics now. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so I love to make more peace about. That's amazing, and thank you so much for, for doing these things for for a, for a country and and for a community that you've not always been a part of, and you've just come in here and you're integrating, and it's I think you're just fantastic, and uh, I want to say thank you, thank you for talking you, to me. Mike. It's been it's been I've been communicating with you. For, on Facebook for quite a while and yeah. to actually speak to you it's amazing and I'm really looking forward to to following your page and seeing what you, you do so next <laughs> you did yeah my my next my next plan that's big plan you didn't I didn't tell you oh. to become mayor of Exeter oh well that'd be great I will improve my skills improve my life to become mayor of Exeter community encourage me not not me the community here around me they encourage me to do that because they're right. They're uh, they, right they to like, encourage yes. you. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I wish you every success with that. The, then I find people there, all all people I met there, say welcome to Exeter. No one say no, go away or go back home. Or all, all people I met, they're friendly. They, they love me and I love them. I love Khaled's attitude. Some good messages there. Good luck to him. I hope that he feels appreciated for all the things that he's done so far. I've linked to information about the initiatives that he's involved in in the podcast notes and also to the Human Crossings book where you can read a much more in-depth account of Khaled's story and also those of other refugees. I love the fact that I was put in touch with Khaled through a listener. I think there are so many different ways to overcome challenge, all very personal and also valid. Um, I find that really interesting and hopefully you do too. That may be why you're listening. I'm looking forward to speaking to quite a diverse range of guests over the next few episodes. I'm not entirely sure who they'll be. Perhaps perhaps you could nominate someone or even nominate yourself. You can get in touch with me via Instagram where I'm almond.triangle or by email almond.triangle at gmail.com. It would be nice to hear from someone. Bye for now.